Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Welcome back to Make Your Marketing, the podcast for small business and entrepreneurs to help you cut through the noise of marketing. Today, my guest is Julie Fry. She is the founder of Your Expert Guest, which is a podcast publicity and booking agency. I love that. Her secret sauce is creating meaningful connections between people that become clients, collaborators, resources, mentors, and friends. I love it. And she's quite the connector. Prior to this business, she founded a national networking organization supporting women balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. She had honed her relationship-based sales strategies as the first employee for Chuck It. Oh, that's interesting. The recognizable <laughs> line of dog toys. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Julie. <laughs> Thanks so much, Pia. I'm super happy to be here. So I have to ask you about Chuck It. So of we course. have two golden retrievers. <laughs> and I've tried all of their products. And no matter what I do, our dog manages to destroy the balls like oh. within seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder if it's just me or. <laughs> well, so it's been a long time since I worked yeah. there and the company was sold in 2013. So it oh, could okay. be that they are not manufactured to the same standards as they used to be. Could be your dogs. It could be any number of things, but um, yeah, well, <laughs> I love, I love the concept. That. Yeah, I love yeah. the concept because, you know, I throw like a girl. Totally. <laughs> so, so to be able to chuck my dog toys, that's great. Yeah. Um, so so I want to talk about podcast guesting. I would love to hear like, what was your aha moment of when you thought, okay, this would be a great business to start and where you saw the need developing? Definitely. So uh, I sold Business Among Moms, which was my previous company in January of 2020. And I took a few months to think about what did I want to do next. And one morning, I was on a walk and walking my dog listening to a podcast. And it was right when COVID was starting to become apparent that it would be an issue here in the US. And so I was thinking about a lot of my business friends that own small businesses and used speaking at live events for lead generation. And I was thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to be brutal for their businesses because live events mm. were canceling, they were freaking out. And I thought about podcasts. And I thought, gosh, I, I really miss that piece of connecting people, which is what I used to do a lot in my previous company. So that was really when the light bulb went off. And I thought, gosh, I should start an agency that gets people on podcasts. And so that was really how this was born, just a desire to marry my passion for connection and also my love for podcasts and the power uh, that it represents for people to get more visible in their businesses. 
so you mentioned give them more power to, mm-hmm. to, to, for outreach. Can you tell me why, uh, guest podcasting and not, let's say, starting your own podcast? I mean, they're two different things, but totally. What are some of the major benefits of just being a guest on podcasts? Well, first off, I always like to, it seems to really resonate for the people that know they need to market, but hate marketing. Mm. So it's marketing Mm. for people that hate marketing. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you know, (laughs) as a podcaster, there's some time and expense involved in launching your own podcast. Three years ago, there were 500,000 podcasts. Now there are 2.5 million podcasts. So it's a much more competitive space. And so to make your podcast stand out, you need to be really clear on who you're serving, what is it that you're serving, and also be in it for the long haul, because it's Mm -hmm. not one of these things where you launch your podcast, and in three months, you've got millions of downloads. It's, It's a lot of feeling like you're talking into the void. You're very fortunate in that you have a very successful business. And so you have a large network of people who already know you. So I think you're kind of leaps and bounds ahead of most people who start podcasts who don't have an audience yet. And they're using it as a tool to get known and get more visible. So yeah. Guest podcasting is really, or I say guest pod, being a guest on podcasts is really beneficial because you show up like what I'm doing right now. I actually got mm-hmm. dressed and um, put on a little bit of makeup, but <laughs> it requires a lot less prep and time and money, yeah. honestly, than starting your own podcast. And then you get to reap all the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. And you just, the, the host asks you questions and mm-hmm. and uh, you can get your name out there. What are some ways that if I was a guest on a podcast, how would I repurpose that content? What could I use to further amplify oh, great uh, question. my presence? Great question. And that is one of the things that if you are going to be a guest on a podcast, um, that is definitely one One thing that I would absolutely do is know that your job isn't done when you end the call on the podcast recording, what you want to do to amplify it and also to show your gratitude to the podcast host for having you on um, because they're sharing their audience with you is Mm -hmm. number one, rate and review their podcast. So this Mm. helps their podcast get found. And this is something I always tell my clients is rate and review the podcast, you know, show. The other thing is when you're done with the podcast recording, actually ask the host, like, you know, are you looking for more guests or is there any way I can be a resource for you? You know, this is a great great. networking opportunity. So you want to take advantage of how you can be a resource for the podcast host, whether it's potential client introductions, potential collaborator introductions, or potential Mm -hmm. guest recommendations. And then, you know, nurture that that relationship over time. There may be opportunities, and I see this happen all the time, where hosts of shows will hire my clients or Mm. recommend them for speaking opportunities or paid joint ventures, that sort of thing. In terms of how you can repurpose your content, so... First off, oftentimes the host will give you graphics and the link Mm -hmm. to the episode. So if they're doing that for you, absolutely share on your social media platforms, uh, share it to your email list. If you have one, you Mm -hmm. can have a press page on your website where you can list your media appearances. And that's a great place to Mm -hmm. showcase, you know, where you've been. It lends to your credibility and showcases like who you are. 
other things that you can do is you can repurpose that content. So you could write a blog post, you could publish an article on LinkedIn, you could do a YouTube video about what you talked about on that podcast. You could do an Instagram, IGTV, you could go on to Clubhouse. So it's really depending on where you're most active on social media you can repurpose that content. Sometimes hosts, I've even started seeing that they're including audiograms, which is a little yeah. audio clip of, of your interview. Mm-hmm. And so that's another great thing to share, like in Instagram stories. So you could even do a webinar, like if it was a really awesome interview, like take that as a idea for you to do a webinar. But in terms that's of sharing idea. the actual episode, all your social media platforms, your email list, and get it on your website if you have a press page. Wow, those are some great, great ideas. So you wish all of your guests did that? (laughs) I wish all, I mean, I'm like, (laughs) I wish they would. Uh, I feel like going back and asking them to do that. So what have you seen out there? What are the biggest mistakes that you see guests making when they're being interviewed or preparing or not preparing for an interview? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a few that stand out. So the first one that I see that is really, really common is at the end of an episode, not thinking about what you want listeners to do next. And I did this the very first time I was on a podcast interview It was, you know, 2014. And I was just excited to be on a podcast. I had no idea Mm -hmm. what I wanted it to do for my business. And so when the host said, Oh, where can listeners go to find out more about you? I think I listed my website and my Facebook page and that I had some event coming up, you know, I gave all of these different call to actions. And Mm -hmm. you really want to think about Like, what's the next step that you want people to take after hearing you? Is it book a discovery call? Is it to follow you Mm -hmm. on social media? Is it to download a free giveaway that you have on your website and pick whatever it is? And that's the only thing that you mentioned because a confused mind doesn't take any action. But if you give them one choice, then it's much more likely that they'll do that one thing that you asked them to do. That's an excellent point because I've I, I've heard the typical way is sharing everything. So no. while we're on the topic, <laughs> where can people find you, Julie, and what can <laughs> they download that's going to help them move the needle? <laughs> so they can go to yourexpertguest.com and there on the webpage, there is a quiz that you can take to learn if podcast guesting would be beneficial for you. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I downloaded it. It's super helpful. Awesome. So let's go back to the mistakes that you've seen, because I'm sure there are many more that you've you've seen guests make. Yeah, yeah. So the other one I would say is to um, a podcast interview should be a conversation. I mean, granted, you're asking me a lot of questions, and I feel like I'm doing more of the talking. But a really <laughs> great interview is a little bit of back and forth. And you don't want to just take control from the host and talk about everything that you want to talk about. It really should be a bit of a give and a take. You don't want to grandstand too much. You really want to think about the audience and who you're talking to. And if you don't know who it is, make sure you ask the host before they start recording, like, who is your audience? Um, Tell me a little bit more about your listeners and cater the information to what they really need and what problems they have. Pia, you were great. You said at the beginning of the interview, like, here's my audience and here's who they are and here's like their pain points. So know that before you have your interview so that you're talking to the right folks. 
I have one more mistake, if that's okay to share. Yeah, as many as you you, you okay. can share with us. So the other one is people hear that, oh, podcast guesting is a great strategy. I'm going to go on podcasts. But mm-hmm. they just go on any podcast and every podcast that they can. And that, while it's good for practice and gets you more comfortable mm-hmm. with it, you want to go on podcasts that actually care about what you have to say. So it wouldn't make any sense for me to say go on to a podcast that's for just dog owners. <laughs> Granted, mm-hmm. I love dogs. And that's great. Right. And I suppose I could talk about that. But if I'm going on podcasts right now, it's primarily business motivated. And I want to talk to people that could benefit from being guests on podcasts. So think about like, who it is that you want to be talking to and focus on going on to those types of podcasts. Yeah, and you don't have to say yes to every interview request, right? You can you, you don't. Can pick and choose. You don't. Yeah. There's kind of two trains of thought. I mean, it is great if you have the bandwidth in your schedule to say yes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you never know what will come of it. Sometimes yeah. shows that are just baby shows and starting out and have five episodes go on to be great shows with a really engaged listener base. And you don't have to go on a huge show to get the visibility. The key is really going on the right shows that have engaged audiences Mm -hmm. that are caring about what you have to say. So yeah, I I tend to say yes, if people ask me as long as the show is a right fit. Yeah. Well, let's let's do an experiment. Let's say that I'm your client. Mm -hmm. And my audience is they're looking for done for you marketing, web design, web maintenance what would be the first step in the process for kind of being a matchmaker mm-hmm. and, and getting me all set up? And, mm-hmm. and if you could, if you could share kind of some DIY tips and then share how you do it for mm-hmm. your clients, mm-hmm. that'd be mm-hmm. great. Well, the DIY tips and how I do it for my clients are kind of one and the same. So mm-hmm. the first step is, like you said, you're pretty clear on what services that you offer and what your expertise is. Mm -hmm. So that's step number one. Step number two is thinking about the pain points for your clients. Like what are the things that they really struggle with? And Mm -hmm. um, the intersection of those two are great interview topics for you to talk about. So for instance, with you, like what are some of the things that your clients struggle with? Um, They don't know how much to invest in marketing. They don't know Mm -hmm. what works because there's Mm -hmm. a million and one things to choose directions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't, know if their website's working for them or if they're Mm -hmm. being found and or Mm -hmm. they're not getting leads. So right there, you've got, I heard two awesome interview topics from that is how much should I be willing to invest in my marketing? And that's not something that I'm seeing talked about a lot on podcasts. So that might be a great one for you to pitch. Yeah. And the other one was how, you know, how do I know if my website is working or how can I increase conversions on my website? And um, so there you get clear on your topics. And then Mm -hmm. another piece that I like to use when I'm doing the research for shows is Mm -hmm. looking at the um, like your top three client types. So if you find that you're doing a lot of work with coaches, for instance, you'd want to find podcasts that coaches listen to. So really bucketing those like top tier clients of yours, like what do they have in common? Are they um, creative agencies? Are they um, coaches? Are they fitness studio providers? Because you have a much more likely chance of your podcast pitch getting a yes 
if you're mm-hmm. not competing with a bunch of other people that are doing the same thing. So for example, That's a great point. If you um, did a lot of work with fitness studios, you could, Mm -hmm. you know, pitch them this angle and chances are they're not getting a lot of other pitches about that particular topic. Yeah, because it's not top of mind when you're thinking about it. It's it's like, how do I get more people into my gym or how do I get more memberships or yeah. Yeah. Versus if you're, you know, pitching a marketing show, they're going to be getting a lot of marketing pitches. And so it's just harder to stand out. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to your process. So you have you you help your clients get clear on what the pain points are that they're going to talk talk about and then mm-hmm. uh, make a list of some angles that you can pitch. Mm-hmm. And then do you coach them on how to answer questions? Like how deep do you go? Cuz I'm just imagining they're not professional speakers some of them. I mean, some people just Most they don't know where to start, not, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I would say for my clients, a lot of them are professional speakers. It just so happens mm. to be that way. Yeah. I don't provide a ton of media training because it's not like being interviewed for a TV show. Yeah. I honestly think the more real and transparent you are, the key is to share stories, like share stories yeah. around either your own processes in your business or stories from your clients of their stories of transformation and how working mm. with you has transformed their business. So that is the one piece that we talk about is, you know, use your stories and have three or so that you can pull from at any given time to illustrate a point. Yeah, well, on on the on the host side, I love interviewing people that have changed my life, so to speak in business. So last week, I interviewed Rand Fishkin, who is a Seattle icon Mm -hmm. in the CEO, former owner of uh, founder of uh, Moz.com. And, you know, we'd, we'd cross paths several times. I've followed him for like 12 years, a total fangirl. And he did had no clue. And he was so flattered. And it was just a really lovely conversation about like, how he helped my business and, and, and myself as an, an authority. So that was really cool. That was a great moment. I bet. I bet. So what are some success stories on your end that you've seen uh, either just been third party to or guests that you've helped get on some major podcasts or even minor podcasts? Definitely. So they kind of fall into a few different buckets. So one is the networking bucket of, you know, they have an interview with a host, and it's just led to a great connection. So that's happened for a number of my clients where they have the interview, and then they send me an email or send me a Voxer afterwards. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, we had so much fun. You know, the interview was scheduled for 45 minutes, but we went for two and a half hours. And I hear about how they stay in touch and how, you know, some different projects they've been working on. Another one is on the collaboration piece. So Mm. for instance, one of my clients, so she is a parent educator, but she used to be an attorney. And so she was on a show that's hosted by an attorney that's a mom. And so her show is all about like mom life balance as an attorney. And so they went on to collaborate and host some Instagram lives together and some clubhouse rooms together. And then there's the obviously the client generation piece of mm-hmm. being on a show and the host either hiring you. So that's happened for a number of my clients where they come back to me and say, Oh, the host, you know, booked a session with me or a discovery call. 
um, and then they ended up becoming a client or that's led to the host recommending them for other paid opportunities. So like paid speaking events and that sort of thing. So a number of those types of success stories. That's fantastic. I love that. I also noticed on your website, something that didn't even occur to me. So I'm, I'm a speaker. I've done keynote speaking Mm -hmm. before, but, and so I have my one sheet, which Mm -hmm. for anyone who doesn't know what a one sheet is, it's, it's just a one sheet that's got like your topics that you talk about, your bio, maybe some places that you've spoken, some companies you've spoken at and so forth. But you have one for podcast guests. Yes which I love. I didn't even think about that because it's, you know, instead of sending them to a website or filling out a form, mm-hmm. you have this beautiful one sheet that has their, their everything they need, the headshot, the bio, the yep. topics they can talk, which for a host is mm-hmm. fantastic. Right. So if you haven't thought about putting one together, you should, or contact Julie because I don't know why I didn't think about it, but it's a whole new world out there, right? (laughs) The other thing that's (laughs) nice about those is you can embed links to previous podcast episodes. And so that's one thing that when you're, if you're pitching a host and they don't know you, you don't have a relationship, they probably want to hear you on somebody else's show just to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're a good fit, maybe hear what your audio quality sounds like. So you can embed a link to previous shows on your media one sheet too, whether you're, you have it as a downloadable PDF or whether it's a website page that you've created to dedicate to your podcast guesting experience. But yeah, they're definitely helpful. So for people who've never done podcast guesting, let's talk a little, little bit about technical tips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So earbuds, wired bud, like wired headset, what do you recommend microphone, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, when I uh, first got started, and I was getting I have a microphone. Um, It's not the one that I originally wanted, because like microphones were all on back order during the early days of the pandemic. So it was crazy. It it was crazy. But the one that I recommend a lot is the ATR 2100 for people. It's low cost, I want to say it's under $100. And the sound quality is really great. As far as headphones, you can either do, um, you know, the full on headphones, or I'm just using earbuds that plug into my computer right now to minimize uh, sound. (laughs) So those are really the two things that you need to have. And I would say definitely invest in a mic because sound quality does affect the interview. Mm-hmm. And especially the host, they want their guests to sound as great as they possibly can. So out of respect to the host and the listeners definitely invest in a microphone for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure majority of people listening have a really good camera because we're all in zoom land. But if you don't, it is worth getting a good camera if your host is videotaping like mm-hmm. we are, because you want to make sure that you can repurpose the video part of it as well. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. And then uh, typical things that people don't think of. I'm in a, a space that has some ambient noise that I didn't realize was picked up by the mic. Cause I guess these mics are really sensitive. So like really th- listen to your environment and like maybe put a sign on the door. Do not disturb you know, put your dogs away, (laughs) you know, unplug the fridge, whatever you need to do, because it's just going to, it's just going to make the quality of the recording better. Definitely. Yeah. I, when, when my kids were home, they're back in school now, but there was always a sign on the door that said, I'm recording Mm -hmm. an interview. Don't come in here. No fighting. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I have a teenager back at home and he still comes in when I'm recording. He's like, but I'm really, really quiet. 
I said, do you, you don't understand. You're interrupting the flow. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I lose my train of thought, especially like when I'm nervous, you know? Right. So, they just don't get it. Um, Julie, this has been lovely. Are there any other tips or questions that I didn't ask you that you feel would be helpful to our, to our audience? I would say if you're feeling any sort of hesitation, that that is one thing that comes up from people is they're like, oh, I'm too nervous. I don't think, you know, I don't know what I would even talk about. And Mm. just recognize that if you're in business, you have something to share that would be helpful to others. And so Mm -hmm. just get started. And I know some people don't ever listen to their interviews. And I like to recommend that you should just so you know what works and what doesn't, but you don't have Mm -hmm. to listen to your interviews, but just get out there and do it because it's a ton of fun. Again, if you hate marketing, (laughs) this is really (laughs) the easiest way where you can get yourself and your business out there. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to, you know, get on a plane and go to a conference and get nervous and prepare a big talk. Um, You're literally just showing up and sharing helpful information and having a conversation with one other person. So um, that would be my suggestion. Just get out there and give it a try. Yeah. And stop thinking of it as a sales tool. Yes. Not salesy just start at thing- all. You're just, you're just helping people. You're answering questions that you answer anyway every day when you talk to prospects. The other thing I'll share that has worked really well as a guest and a host is when prospecting and we're talking about a specific problem that they're having, I'll send them a link to either an episode from this mm-hmm. show or an episode mm-hmm. that I've guest posted on. Mm-hmm. And that just elevates, even if they don't listen to it, it just kind of elevates y- yourself in their eyes as an authority. So that was just one. That is a great tip. Yeah. Um, And also, if you are in a business where you get a lot of the same question, you can just use that as a place to point people if they have that question to go listen to this episode. Yeah. Has anyone have any of your clients been asked questions that just kind of stump them? Ooh. You know, I can imagine there's there's that moment where you're like, uh, That's really a great question. I have never heard. They've never come back to me and said that that's Mm -hmm. happened. It's possible that it has. Oh, I will say there was one, there was, there is one client. They have a, uh, a fish, a commercial fishing company and they sell, Mm -hmm. uh, wild Alaskan seafood direct to consumer. And so she was on a podcast that was all about biohacking. So like brain, brain hacks for better living. And she did ask her a super technical question that my client was able to answer, but she just wasn't quite expecting that. So that's the only example I can think of is when they were asked something that was maybe they weren't 100% prepared for. So yes, that can happen. And but that might be good, too, because Mm -hmm. it just shows that you're human, right? I mean, we're having conversation human to human. Totally. And sometimes like people might ask something, you have no idea what the answer is and just say, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And that's okay. Like you said, it shows you're human. The other thing I I think people should realize is that if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, which I highly recommend, that this is a great way to get your feet wet. So you don't Mm -hmm. have the pressure, like you said in the beginning of of putting it all together, but just the art of having this conversation that's being recorded and and knowing that people are listening, you know, it's not as scary as going on the stage, but it's, you know, it gets, gets your feet wet. So thank you so much, Julie. Yes, I recommend that to clients a lot is that, you know, if you're thinking about podcasting guest first, and then use that Mm -hmm. as a launching pad 
for starting your own podcast. And we know we want to send people to this is a service that uh, fingerprint marketing offers. So definitely yeah. check them out for launching a podcast. Yeah, thank you. I think that's it. So again, the uh, website is your expert guest. Did I get that right? Yep, your expert guest.com. Dot com. Okay. And then there's a quiz that you can take on there. I'm not going to ask you where else we can find you because I'm following the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I Just appreciate the it. That's the only place. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pia. This is great. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.